This is 965PediaCast, episode 8, Cow's Milk Allergy. Thank you, Dr. Adumana Karim, Pediatric Specialist in Allergy and Immunology in Jabra Hospital, for coming. Thank you for having me today. We would like to know more about what is cow's milk allergy or what is called food protein-induced allergic proctocolitis. Sure. So this is a very general question, so I'll try to be to give you the most important information. So first, cow's milk allergy is the most common food allergy, whether IgE-mediated or non-IgE-mediated, because this is a very broad term. Under the cow's milk allergy, we have many types, uh, IgE and non-IgE. Uh, important to note that there are many protein allergens inside the uh, cow's milk. Casein um, uh, consists 80% of uh, these protein allergen are responsible for most of the, what we say, IgE-mediated uh, reaction. Uh, you have to know that 90% of cow's milk allergy IgE-mediated will react to goat milk, and that's because... Uh, uh, of similar proteins between cow's milk and goat milk, 10% will react to beef um, as well. Uh, now, the SPIAC, which is what we call food protein-induced allergic proctitis or proctocolitis, is a non-IgE-mediated cow's milk allergy. Uh, in this form, it's mainly in breastfed uh, infant, but you can see it also in formula-fed uh, infant. Um, uh, patients are healthy, usually represent within one to four weeks uh, of life uh, with blood or mucus in the stool. Again, an otherwise healthy child, so the child is not failing to thrive and you've ruled out uh, other causes of uh, blood or mucus in the stool, such as infection uh, or um, other causes. So that's uh, like briefly what is uh, SPIA. Uh, how can we diagnose it? And is there uh, is it overdiagnosed by a pediatrician? So how we diagnose SPIA specifically or cow's milk allergy? Because again, it depends on the type you're talking about. I So I would recommend to replace cow's milk allergy with IgE-mediated cow's milk allergy, FPIAP, FPIs, like be more specific. So how do you diagnose what exactly? The FPIAP, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So the diagnosis relies on the history, clinical history, uh, again, of uh, rectal bleeding, um, like blood and or, or mucus uh, in the stool, uh, and exclusion of uh, infections and other causes uh, of uh, rectal bleeding whether fissure, infection, or uh, others. Uh, and then the response to elimination diet. So you eliminate the allergen, and you'll see that uh, there is resolution of the symptoms, um, and uh, which typically leads to the clinical resolution, let's say, of the gross bleeding within 72 to 96 hours. Uh, however, the occult bleeding will persist longer. And if you reintroduce the allergen, you will have, again, reintroduction of these symptoms. You don't have to do it. Don't do it. It's just history and resolution of symptom uh, with the exclusion of the uh, allergen. Uh, when to refer to an allergy specialist? Again, for IgE-mediated allergy, cow's milk allergy, always refer to uh, an allergist. Always. Now, for the non-IgE-mediated cow's milk allergy, depends, I would say, on the type. Uh, the F5, if you suspect F5, definitely refer to allergists. 
if it was SPIAP, then um, ideally you allergist would see it, but uh, there are not many allergists uh, in Kuwait and worldwide, to be honest. So we kind of have to rely on the general pediatrician as well. However, they have to be cautious when they diagnose and treat patients with SPIAP. How is that? Meaning, uh, if they decide to treat it after they diagnose it, and I said how we diagnose it, they have to follow the, the patients uh, regularly. Uh, the practice here is what? If they diagnose the SPIAP, they put the patients on the extensively, let's say, hydrolyzed formula or avoid for the mother, for example, avoid the um, uh, dairy product and buy, see you in a year or not even a year, <laughs> buy. That's it. That's the end of the, they just go to the nutrition uh, to um, renew the prescription, which is very wrong. If you put a patient on extensively hydrolyzed formula, you have to follow up the patient every one to three months because you have to reintroduce it and see if there is reoccurrence of the symptom or not. There is harm if you delay that, that you can convert an un-IgE-mediated cow's milk allergy to an IgE-mediated allergy. And that's why it's uh, you cannot prescribe a hydrolyzed formula for over a year and that's it. You have to follow the patient regularly and see the when is the chance of reintroducing the regular cow's milk. Body resolved by their first birthday, mostly. If by also the same, mostly would resolve, I would say, by two to four years of age. How will we cancel the parent regarding the diagnosis? Um, is it a lifelong allergy? So for IgE-mediated allergy, um, previous studies have showed that uh, uh, it would resolve uh, in 80% of the patients by five years of age. However, more recent studies showed that 19% will resolve by four years of age and 79% will resolve by uh, 16 years of age. So we're seeing a slower resolution rate of an IgE-mediated allergy. For non-IgE-mediated allergy, uh, FPIAP, uh, it would mostly resolve by the first birthday of the child. FPIs also would resolve mostly by two to four years of age, I would say. Dr. Tamana, why is it that the rate of resolution is slower than it was before? So, um, first, uh, there is an overdiagnosis of uh, cow's milk allergy in general, uh, and also uh, avoidance of the cow's milk in all forms. So, first, overdiagnosis, and then uh, they would avoid cow's milk in all forms, meaning even the baked form. Uh, now, there are certain patients uh, of uh, IgE-mediated cow's milk allergy, we would distort them in what we call a milk ladder, which is a kind of desensitization. And by this, we um, uh, enhance the resolution and we fasten the resolution. But nowadays, because it's being overdiagnosed and the family uh, avoid all forms uh, of milk, that would slower the rate uh, of resolution. However, if we introduce it in other forms, of course, only the allergist can decide and choose which patient would start on the uh, milk ladder, not all patients. You kind of hasten the uh, resolution and fasten it. Uh, what, would we need, uh, what would be the management plan for the breastfed and formula-fed babies with cow's milk allergy? So for IgE-mediated cow's milk allergy, avoidance, 
uh, of cow's milk and goat milk as well and carry EpiPen all the time everywhere and avoid all foreign unless the allergists tell you otherwise, like if they decide to start you on a milk ladder uh, after certain uh, criteria. Uh, and then use an extensively hydrolyzed formula uh, or amino acid formula. We would start with an extensively hydrolyzed formula and it would show efficacy in 90% of patients with IgE-mediated allergy. And if not, then we would move to amino acid formula uh, and um, uh, it has the um, 99% uh, efficacy in patients with IgE-mediated. Now for the s um we would say, so it's depends on the case. Is the bleeding severe enough or is it bothering the parents or not? Because again, the natural uh, history is resolution by the first birthday. Otherwise, we would say maternal elimination diets of the, for a breastfed infant of dairy products. And even if the mom said, despite that I am being on an elimination diet, the child is still double check if she is on a strictly elimination diet because you'll see that she no, sometimes eat a biscuit that contain milk that may contain milk. When we say elimination, it's mean a complete elimination diet. Uh, and uh, if symptoms uh, persist or severe, despite that, then we would move to an extensively hydrolyzed formula. But again, you're not going to put the patient on extensively hydrolyzed formula and say bye and come in a year. You have to closely monitor the patient and reassess the every one to three months when you can reintroduce the regular cow's milk because there is a risk of an IgE to compare to an IgE-mediated allergy. So at the end, we would like to end our talk with what would you like to apply in Kuwait as a new practice from what you learned from Canada? Um, I wouldn't say a new practice, um, but anyway, so uh, I'd like to emphasize the role of allergists in diagnosing and managing uh, allergic uh, diseases and uh, this not to be taken from the allergist <laughs> by other specialty, uh, whether by ordering uh, unnecessary tests and then referring to allergist. And also um, a small advice, please, when you refer a patient to allergy, don't tell the parents that the allergist will order the necessary testing or the, the, the allergist will order a specific IgE or will do a skin prick test. Don't assume that because this decision should be taken by an allergist. And if you give the parents the impression that uh, your child will have a testing, if the allergist didn't see the necessity of this test, we will not do it. However, because a pediatrician or a dermatologist or a primary care physician said that there will be testing, uh, it will be a hard job for the allergist to uh, convince them the opposite. So don't give assumption, just refer to allergists. Don't order tests that is uh, uh, not needed. Leave it to us. And uh, keep in mind, especially in cow's milk and in uh, egg allergy, there is something called uh, cow's milk and uh, egg uh, ladder, even for an IgE-mediated allergy. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Jamana, for answering that question today. Thank you.